and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is Maitland Ward. Now, I had a fascinating conversation with the actress. Maitland's probably best known for portraying Rachel McGuire on Boy Meets World. We discussed her relationship with some of the actors, her time on the show, and the reason why she wasn't on the spinoff Girl Meets World. She started her career on Bold and Beautiful, we discussed that. As well as what she's doing now, she could not be more successful. She's now an award-winning adult film actress. We discuss the reasons why she went into porn and some of the cosplaying that she did. Star Wars, very big Star Wars fan. And we discuss her very entertaining memoirs, Rated X, that comes out September 6th. I highly recommend it. It's a fantastic read. Maylin could not be any nicer, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with her. So, Maitlin, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard that in a while. So that <laughs> very, very nicely. <laughs> thank you. I'm yeah. very excited to talk to you. Exactly. <laughs> Even if it's true or not, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I am. Good. You know, oh, it's you. fun. It's thank fun. You. I like doing podcasts and stuff and fun, yeah. talking to yeah. fun people. Yeah. We'll be all over the place today. So it'll be good. It'll be good. I like a little all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I kind of start with the same question, like my guests the last like few months, uh, what's the last like two and a half years been like for you? Because everyone has like a pandemic story. And I'm sure it, with the book coming out, you know, rated X September 6th, like you've kind of, I would imagine thrived in the last two and a half years. Yeah. You know, the last two and a half years have been, you know, because of COVID and everything, the best of times for me and the worst of times, you know, in, in general. And I, I, and I totally, I got it. I empathize with all everybody and stuff with all of the craziness that we've been through. Um, I think the last two and a half years have stemmed like kind of are an extension of, I guess the two years before or whatever, <laughs> when I started, you know, really entering the adult sphere. And um, first when I started producing like my own adult theme content and stuff, and then going into, the professional adult entertainment world and doing all that. But then like shortly after I uh, made a big splash with uh, the first feature film for deeper.com that I was, that I did and everything, uh, the world shut down. Right. Like we were at AVN, the AVN awards. And I remember there was a whisper and they, the AVN awards are the adult um, awards that uh, like the adult Oscars. Right. Right. Yeah. That are in Vegas. And I remember there was whispers of the pandemic like it wasn't talked about as a pandemic. It was like, oh, this coronavirus, what's right. happening? Like, and we didn't, we were kind of like, there were so many people around. So um, in the hotels and everything. So people were a little like worried, like, oh, is this going to spread? Or is it, where is it here yet? You know, it was just a lot of pandemonium about right. it, like <laughs> wondering and stuff. Nobody knew really what it was, but, and uh, it was funny the day after AVN, the morning that I woke up, <laughs> Kobe Bryant had died in his helicopter crash. Right. So everything was like crazy right then. It was, but yeah, shortly after that, the world shut down and we really had to um, make changes. I mean, OnlyFans, thankfully, was blew up during that time. Right. And so I have a very strong OnlyFans. And I it was a great time too, though, because I was able to connect with my fans and audience on there. And it's not in just a sexual way, but of course. Of course, we had of course. a lot of fun sexually because I had a guy, not a real guy. It was a, a plastic guy with <laughs> his head cut off and his right. hood, hooter hotter. <laughs> hooter hotter is my new name for it. That's no, awesome. <laughs> I don't know what you can say on these things. Whatever you but, want. <laughs> um, his uh, 
Yeah. And we, I called him quarantine man. So uh, it was fun, but I was able to connect with the audience and talk to them and like hang out on live shows and stuff. And, and it provided a real human sense of connection during that time. And it was just a wild thing to get through COVID and stuff. But I think being in the adult industry and stuff, it really, we were really prepared for it more just because we do so much testing and so much of that, like STI testing and stuff right. uh, along the way. So we were prepared to add like COVID testing and protocol into the mix. But around June or July of that year, uh, Caden Cross and I, who I work with at deeper.com, um, we decided we were going to make a huge feature film for the year. Right. And it was, I mean, nobody believed we could really do it. I mean, we were going full scale in this whole thing. Um, and it was cool because Vixen, the company that owns Deeper, we got a penthouse and we were like in this sort of, like this sort of bubble of the world. It was like a basketball bubble was, you know, yeah. kind of, we were all in this world and we were making this product and we were testing every day and we were making sure that nobody worked anywhere else. And, and, but we were able to make a really fabulous feature and stuff. So, and that, that won all the awards and it was amazing. Um, but it was, it was a testament to people in the adult industry and stuff, how we can be on our toes and, and really adapt very easily. But, but it has been such a successful ride. It was like when, once we started, um, you know, working again and coming out, I w- I'd always wanted to write my story because I just think it's an interesting perspective that a lot nobody else really has, especially coming from like my Disney young background and right. then now being in the adult industry, which is crazy. And at my age too, you you yeah. decide to become a porn star at forty, like it's <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and, but it was, so I wanted to write my story, but I, um, I thought it'd be a little bit down the line, but I was on a podcast. That's why I love podcasts right. too. <laughs> and an agent heard my podcast talking about how I loved erotic writing and I loved, you know, I wanted to tell my story and I really, it was really a story about not only like sexual empowerment, but female empowerment in any sort of way. Like if whatever you want to do in life, just, you know, being true, do, holding your truth, I guess, um, and, and paving your own way. And so I was like, when the agent contacted me, she said, you know, I really think we can sell this and and do this. And since you love to write and you want to do this, we can get this done. And shortly after that, we got a deal with Simon and Schuster and it was amazing. I was just, this has been such a dream of mine because I had, I had done so much writing and I'd studied, I'd studied screenwriting at UCLA for a long time. And, and it was something that I really wanted to do. And so I was like, oh my God, now I'm writing my book. And it's so funny because September of 2022 seems so long ago back then yeah. when I started writing in March of 2021, but it, it's coming now. But so yeah, it took about four or five months to actually write it. And then of course there's editing process and everything, but uh, yeah, I poured my heart out into that book and really tried to be so authentic and truthful about my experiences and um, the experiences of the industries that I've been a part of and the people that I've dealt with and stuff. So, (laughs) well, I I was telling you before the interview that like I'm more than three quarters away done and I I love the book. You laugh. You know, I I don't want to give too much away. But like, you know, the the first page is basically you want to marry David Hasselhoff. (laughs) And then, you know, you mentioned how Kit wants to officiate the wedding and then, you know, flash forward like years later, you're working with, uh, you know, William Daniels on Boy Meets World. So that I know, was, isn't that wild? Which is, which is, which is, you know, eerie right right there. Yes. But now, 
and the book does have a little bit of, of like erotic writing in some of the stories so it definitely you know comes out that way did you kind of have to scale it back a little bit or did, did you just say i'm just gonna just go full-blown out i could you know what i could have gone super full-blown i mean yeah. i can go as full-blown as anybody wants but <laughs> right you know i wanted the people to take it seriously too and not just yeah. say oh this is a sex book i want right. it to be a real story about a real person like about me and about like my journey and, and it wasn't just like it it's not just about the sex of everything it's about yeah. me discovering who I was in my sexuality and then developing as a woman and a person so yeah and I wanted people to like take it seriously and read it and laugh and and think and you know um and that's 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 who I am as a person I'm not all sex all the time oh, of course not. yeah part of my my thing and my performance and my sexuality and everything I try to be very true to myself in that <laughs> right and just your story kind of warrants maybe even like a movie version of the book or even like a one-woman show or something because it, it definitely it's it's entertaining and it's a story that you don't hear too often if at all oh thank you so much you know what's funny i i've had a couple people tell me it reads like kind of like a movie progression right and it's funny and i didn't realize that but i'd taken screenwriting for two years and i think i'm really into that mindset right. of like how you pace it out or whatever. I, I think so, which is cool. I would love to like do that. I would love, I want, I'm working to sell my rights and stuff to it. Cause you're right. It's like a story nobody's had at this yeah. like being like going from Disney to a successful porn career at my age and my place in life and everything. And um, uh, so it's a different perspective. And I think people are going to realize like they're going to have assumptions maybe going in and then they'll maybe think differently. I hope about yeah certain aspects right and i imagine probably the biggest assumption would be oh my god her life came crashing down she had to join you know join the porn industry which is yeah. not the case at all you'll find out in in the book but how much different is like the porn industry like filming you know movie compared because you've done all genres of like you know in front of the camera whether it's soap operas being on bold and beautiful tv shows and like feature films is there any difference between filming on a porn set as opposed to the other ones Honestly, the porn salts, and I have to say the ones that I work on, uh, we put a lot of production value yeah. into it. Um, it's very, which is like any industry, of like course. Hollywood too. There's certain more independent films and there's bigger budget stuff. But I'd say it's so similar to how a Hollywood set is run, aside from the fact, of course, the sex. Um, it's a little bit of a faster pace, definitely, because in Hollywood, they you can take more time, but not on independent mm -hmm. films. So right. it's kind of similar to that. But I would think people would be surprised about how normal it is, really. there It's very, you come in, you get in your hair and makeup, yeah. you go over your script. you um, And also they would be surprised about how uh, planned out like the sex is. I mean, of course, it, it's there's stuff that comes off authentically like during it. But you definitely know like positions you're going to get to, the way the scene has to come off. You need to stay in character. Or at least I try to always stay in my characters and my characters are in this are always very devious and yeah. <laughs> dark and I get to do all this like delicious, like dirty talk language, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like different from my other characters. From well, of course. Yeah. Dream. <laughs> that was, that's, what's fun for me too, to play yeah. that kind of thing. But I think we have very long days, just like mainstream. I mean, we, I was working on a feature coming out this year of uh, this September and it was we did 15 hour days like back wow. to back yeah. and I think people don't realize that especially when you're doing scripted stuff I don't think people realize that there's a lot of not a lot but there is scripted like full feature scripts that are done in porn 
that are, you know, very high quality. I think there's always a misconception from people. Oh, they're just stupid scenes. Yeah. And so, um, so we, we put a lot of hard work and there's others that put a lot of hard work into making features and stuff. So I think those are very similar. Maybe the, like this, the scenes would be like, if people were just doing like a one scene or whatever, yeah, somewhere else, uh, it, it's probably, it's a smaller crew. Definitely. Right. Like they'd only have a couple people, like we have a full crew. So. Right. It's not like, say, like a browsers where you're just filming one scene. Where that's what I was saying. That, yeah. That's a like very that, different. Right? Yeah, it's a very different animal. The browsers yeah. and the victim model and what we different. do is different. Um, it's because, yeah, it's just like very, um, very small crews yeah. and and not not as scripted, not scripted at all, really. Yeah. And stuff. Right. So, or if you look at like Drive, which I mean, that was like basically like an independent movie. The yes, it was, was absolutely great, and it was like longer than like Avengers Endgame. You're sitting there watching it. It's like, oh my god, this thing is long. You know, it's 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 it's, it's funny, but I mean, the quality of that is is great, and like it showed your dramatic side. So I hope like all the casting agents that kind of like typecasted you wouldn't give you roles. Watch them, like wow, we were we were. Oh, so I appreciate calm. you bring that up. That's so sweet that you knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. That that's like a dream kind of role to play, like where I could play such a different thing. Yeah. I know, and I you know it's funny. I can I can put those scenes on my reel and stuff right. for any mainstream thing yeah and um yeah so that's really cool so <laughs> yeah because i just watched like a trailer for the for drive earlier yeah. and it's just like this is just like a regular movie right you know? oh i know and, the trailer i'm so proud of the trailer yeah. for that and stuff and that yeah it really is and then they just add the sex in right well, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> they, they, they you know tease you a little bit but you know it's a storyline that yeah but it's a full scripted in. like a right. lot of dialogue in the last film that we did, uh, I had like 750 lines, like wow. yeah. three-page monologue. It was right. like, we weren't taking it just, you know, we were taking it seriously. Yeah. Now, how did, um like, I know your husband was very supportive, but how did like your friends and like, you know, acquaintances react? I mean, I know like it wasn't like one day you decided to do this. It was kind of like a mm -hmm. progression, but how did like people kind of react to that? You know, it's interesting. I think over time, I think at first there were certain people in my life that were uh, like thinking, is she crazy? Is she on drugs? What's going on? Right. Is she something wrong? But I tell you, as soon as I started like getting real success with it and uh, and I started making the films and winning awards and now writing the book I and people and the OnlyFans like went crazy and all that stuff. Uh, I really think people were like, wait, I actually see like how she's she's doing this. She's happy. She's making a business out of this. She's like doing her own thing and creating her own thing. And I, I really, most of my people are really supportive. Sure. There's been some people that have fallen off who are, right. uh, you know, anti porn and anti sex and stuff. But for the most part, I am surprised all the time by people from my past or people I've known, or even strangers who are just, you know, come up and they're, they're very like supportive of right. everything. That's awesome. There was one quote in the book I absolutely loved, and you said that uh, no one can shame you when you regret nothing. Yes, I that's I really live yeah. by that because you know what? When people said when my press came out that I was going to be in porn, like oh they're going to shame you and like degrade you and they're going to tear you down. Yeah. But I'm like, you can't be if you're not ashamed of what you did and you don't live in that shame or accept that shame from them. What are they going to do to you? Like how are they going to yeah. shame you anymore? I mean. Um, you, yeah, you can't be shamed if if you don't accept their shame. And right. I think that's been something that's actually really helped me get positive feedback from people. Um, 
you know, the work that we do and everything is, is very positive, but I think people see, oh, she's not ashamed. She's proud of what she does. She's happy with what she does. And she's, you know, kind of living her dream. And she, um, she decided to forge her own path and can, can now do what she wants. <laughs> right. No, which is, which is, which is great. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big F you to everyone who, you know, doubted you, you know, in, in that. And, yeah. Yeah. But I always had a question uh, about the point of she like, the women obviously are the stars where the men are mainly the tools and, and, yeah. and the, you know, movies, so to speak. Um, do you have kind of like a list of people you want to work with or you kind of like there's people like a blacklisted, like how does that work with, with, with the men actors? And um, do they like, know like Joe Blow doesn't, you know, you don't want to work with Joe Blow. Does he even know that you don't want to work with certain guys? How does that work? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I'll tell you like in general what happens in the yeah. industry. And then, well, for me, I'll, like before I- know it's I, a little different for you, but- Yeah, I mean, just before I do any scenes or features, I like pick out like people that I would want or or they tell me, ask me like, who is, you want this person? You think this would be, we kind of cast right. them together. Mm-hmm. So um, so it's a little different, but um, generally speaking, everybody has, can have a no list and everything. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody, I like, I don't think they tell them. I don't know. I mean, I, there yeah. might have been specific instances that where it happened. Right. But in general, they're not going to tell them you're on their no list. But mm-hmm. you know, you kind you kind of figure it out after time. Right. If you're working on a lot of sets and and they won't do anything with you anymore. Right. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. So and but there's different reasons. I mean, some people just don't have chemistry together, and they think, oh, I don't want to, yeah. you know, work with that person because we just didn't click together, and it right. didn't the scene didn't come off well, or maybe they just didn't like each other, or you know, or somebody had a relationship with somebody and they don't right, want to see yeah. them again, or, you know, it, it's really, you know, up to whoever, but yeah, you definitely can say no to anybody that you want to. And it's funny because people think you're talking about the guys being more tools, quote unquote, right. Uh, at, people say, Oh my God, you've been with so many men. They're all over the place. It's there's a lot of the same guys. Yeah. It's kind of like a revolving door. There's not a huge supply of men in the industry who can perform well and like it's it's a it's a big task it's a big task yeah exactly (laughs) right so so literally so yeah so the ones that are really good you know they keep coming around in the scenes (laughs) yeah it's like a supply chain issue with everything else you know shortage and now it's there's a lot more girls right yeah Yeah, exactly the ratio yeah (laughs) now how's like your like acting background did that like obviously help you prepare for this knowing like what camera to look at the blocking i'm sure that really helped especially with the more dramatic movies rather than just like a random scene oh oh, definitely yeah my acting background completely helped with you know everything we we do i mean especially with the the cameras i I was from you know i think there's young people who come into the business or not even so young but they're not used to the cameras and they're not used to the lights and the crews and everything that felt very much like home to me to come into a set yeah. And to perform for cameras. I mean, that's just something that I have learned to do and love to do and have been, you know, a professional at. So um, I found that part very easy and very helpful. And I think that's what made me not, I'm not nervous in front of cameras or anything. So that made me feel, you know, much more confident. And it felt like, you know, I'm making a movie. I'm just doing different yeah. things in the movie. Right. <laughs> I did before. But <laughs> yeah. Have any of the actresses like, doesn't have to be young, old, just, you know, a new actor starting. Have they ever, like, took acting classes before? Are no, there acting I wish, classes for porn or no? Um, I know some of the more um, established performers uh, have done acting classes before, like, features and stuff. Right. 
I don't know. I don't think generally, and I wish they would actually, I think that would be great. One time I had some, a one girl who wanted to take acting classes, but she was worried that they would like look down on her, so to speak, like in mm-hmm. the act. And I'm like, oh my God, you're making more money than any of those people are making. Right. <laughs> like yeah. you have more followers, you have more attention, more fame, but she thought that, and which is sad. I, I didn't, you know, yeah. like that, that she, um, you know, was worried about that kind of thing, but I wish more would take acting classes. And the one thing I do wish in porn, which we do really well at, but I think it would help a lot of people for a lot of scenes and productions and stuff is if they rehearsed all beforehand, morehand, we don't have as much time. That's the difference. There's yeah. It's we're on much more of a time constraint than mainstream. Mainstream can luxuriate and like making yeah. films and stuff. Um, but now, yeah, we we have to do it in a little faster pace. So a day for like rehearsal and and stuff is not really feasible. But I think it would be so good. <laughs> like I think there would be really good. So it's almost like going back to your soap opera roots then. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is because you yeah. had to do stuff all the time like that in yeah. day, like in the day. And so that actually helped me a lot too. Right. Like dialogue and stuff to do it faster. Because yeah. we would have we do like three shows in two days on the soap. I mean, I remember just reading like script monologues and being like reading it on the set and then putting it under the couch cushions. Mm-hmm. On, on all of those sets, especially like the living room sets, you're yeah. there's always scripts under couch right. cushions <laughs> somewhere or under, you know, I don't know, a rug or something. Yeah. Because you have to learn the lines so fast and there's, there's a lot of them. So it's that, that actually really helped me in porn. Right. Yeah. I was just watching like a couple episodes of Days of Our Lives with my wife earlier today. Cause she's like, you know, addicted to the show, but she's like four months behind. So she's like, I got to catch up. So of course. Oh, wow. She's four months behind. Yeah. So we're seeing commercials <laughs> for like Mother's Day stuff and shows that oh, already yeah. got canceled. And oh, yeah. of course you, you get. You know, you get sucked in, you know, you, you kind of make fun of Definitely. it. And then, you know, you watch it for two minutes. Like, Ooh, got to know what happened. And then it's like, yeah, I'm the one saying, put the next episode on. Cause I was, <laughs> yeah. you know, him and her. So it's, it's oh, funny. I know. I was so into watching soaps when I was young and days, yeah. days was my show back in the right. day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, has there, was there ever talk of you like going back with, do you even try to like reach out again to get, you know what? I was oh. thinking about that. I was thinking about that. And there, there might be a possibility of that. Cause I've had other people say that you should really do it now. It, it would be, yeah, it would be fun. And I think the audience would really like that. Right. Um, so yeah, that, I would never say never on that. It might, it might be a fun thing. So right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now let's talk. Um, there was like a difficult relationship. It seemed in the book between you and the creator of um, boy meets world, Michael Jacobs. Uh, it was, more of like a father figure, I guess, to the yeah. whole group, it, it seemed like. Um, now, do you think you would have gone into porn had you made a guest starring spot on, on Girl Meets World? You know, it's interesting. It wasn't that I really, it wasn't that I was like yearning to do Girl Meets World. Right. I, I was really having fun doing my own thing. It's more of the fact that he and production made a conscious decision to like shut me out because of any you know, provocativeness of me or yeah. like how, if any ways that I was so quote unquote, like behaving badly or anything. Um, but I was taking this journey that I really wanted to take. So I don't think that that would have hindered me in any way of mm-hmm. like, cause it really would have been, if I would have gone back, it would have been like one episode. I mean, right. yeah. And so it, or, you know, maybe two, I don't know, but it wouldn't have been like a really huge thing. I don't think, but it was just the fact that um people were you know 
putting these, the scarlet letter on me and like, you know, telling me, you know, I wasn't apologizing enough for, for the things that I was doing. And, and it was funny because at the time it was not porn that I was doing. Right. It was like bikini pictures and red yeah. carpets where I wore scandalous dresses right. yeah. <laughs> and stuff. And like where I, um, or I did like little setup. They were just sexy, sexy stuff. And, and I, and I was also getting a lot of tension for it. And that was like, I think, I think it was important for him to have all of the characters in the show, like in real life to keep, stay in that universe, okay. no matter what, like right. don't go too far outside of the universe. Cause it's such a, sorry, it's such a precious like thing. For yeah. him. It was something that he created and he was like the father figure of everything. And so I think um, he just really wanted us to all stay in the box of boy meets world. And when I was like pushing out of the box a lot, um, that was, that was not making him happy. Right. But it's <laughs> kind of hypocritical, <laughs> right? Because some of the episodes, you got Purple Nighty, issues, all the crop tops. <laughs> I mean, so it had to be maybe Disney approved. Nighty and lingerie. Yes, I had to go into the offices and have the, I had to go upstairs and go into the wardrobe and the offices and have them, the producers and them all look at my lingerie to make right. sure it was appropriate for the scene. Oh. Like, like it would be like that was like such a thing. We had to have it like, yeah, that, that lingerie had to be just perfect. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, it was like, I, it was so weird. And like, yeah, and no, it was always like, they liked me to be the sexy kind of thing, sexy girl for the show, like dance around in lingerie yeah. and have the guys like ogle over me and right. look at my legs and my hair and like be all. But then it was like, if I did anything like that in real life or I try yeah. to be sexy or try to dress cute, sexy. Yeah. It, I mean, in those days, it was like you were saying, just a crop top would be like, you're yeah. desperate. You shouldn't be walking around like that. Yeah. You need to uphold an image and be a serious actress. Right. And um, so, yeah, so that was that was hypocritical. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you were sexy on the show, but you're also kind of like a lovable goofball, too. So yes. It, it was kind of like you're like um, Suzanne Summers in like yeah. company. That's how basically they wanted it. You want to be sexy, but kind of like a G rated sexy. Yes, exactly. Like you, know? you were, like she didn't know she was being sexy or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, like she was bouncing around. And but right. it was funny that she'd always Rachel would use her sex appeal or her sex, sexuality to teach them a lesson. Yeah. Like, okay, boys. Right. Naughty, naughty. See? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, they were so on the show, like with the revenge porn. It seemed like that yeah. was like early things, but yet you had in the bear. You set the bear on them. So you tried to yes. kill them with a grizzly bear. I set bear. a bear on them. Yeah. And, and then they got nudie pictures of me and put them up in the student union, which how did they find them where yeah, they exactly. were in my doors, I guess, again right. and again, because um, that was in a separate episode than the yeah. lingerie one uh, where they were looking through my panties and diary and all that stuff. Right. Um, but I actually got a bear and tried to kill my kill friends. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yet my lingerie, my nudie picture on the student union Much wall worse. was worse. Much it was worse. the worst thing. Yeah, I, that was the farthest we could right. have gone. <laughs> yeah, attempted murder. You know, revenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you also chronicle a little bit about Danielle in the book. How it's kind of like an up and down relationship. How is it now, if if anything? It's not anything right now. Okay. I wouldn't say, but I, I'm, I I wish it would be better. I do. I wish it would be better. And I, it's not like we're, there was no, like we're yelling matches or right, anything like right. that. Um, but it, there was a definite feeling when I, she was at my wedding right. and, we, and it was very sweet. And we had a 
great reunion there. And I, I loved having her there. Um, I, I don't think she approves of a lot of stuff that I do just because she's, she's much more straight laced, I guess mm-hmm. than Yeah. But also when I was on Girl Meets World, I got, when I was on the set, um, cause I did visit the set, uh, several times and, um, she did not speak to me. So, and I, this was, I did, there was no really no yeah. reason for it. And I didn't understand that. Um, I, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a complicated thing, but it's not like they were like in a fight or anything, Right. but, um, yeah, it was just, I wish we could have been better friends, but I, I still think it was all, at least from what I got in the beginning, like I was told the first day I got there that, oh, she's going to hate you by producers and Michael and everything. And I was like, why, why she's going to hate me? Oh my God. I was just like, oh my God, what I'm coming onto this show. It's her show. And like all this stuff. And then, um, but I, I think that set into motion for the journey for us, right. a weird kind of thing. And I'm sure she was told similar things. I don't know, but we've never spoken about that part of it, yeah. but um, yeah, it's just, um, I, it's disappointing that uh, we couldn't be like friends. Right. It's a shame, like in every walk of life where people like tell you one thing about the other person, but you never really have a conversation. Yes. You sit down because yes. at the time it's bullshit anyway. Right. You know, and it's just like, right. I, never yeah. I never said that. So it's just. Yeah. Because when I came on, she didn't treat me like she wasn't treating me like she hated me or anything. Right. Yeah. So I was like, does she really? Or like what? Like, yeah, because I guess they thought she I'd be competition coming in or she'd see me as that and stuff. But really, we didn't like we didn't have any bad blood like that yeah. or anything. We had a fine time on the show. We know, and um I always thought she was really great and funny and and um but yeah it was weird at weird time at Girl Meets World that she was um she had just decided like I'm not gonna like you anymore. Like yeah. I won't talk to you. I yeah. That's yeah and it, it's you brought up a good point in the book because I, I watched the show for maybe half the time I kind of like fizzled out because I didn't think it was that good. Um mm-hmm. that when Angela came back there was no scenes with anyone yes. but just her and Ryder. Yeah, which was that was really odd. That was yeah. odd to me. Um, and honestly, um, I think Trina had spoken about too that Danielle was not friendly with her at the time. I know they're friends now and right. stuff. So, uh, but at the time, um, I remember that was said kind of publicly. But um, uh, yeah, I, there was no scenes, so it was like very odd. Like, yeah. why would she see her best friend? And so, yeah, I didn't know if Danielle, it was said to me a couple of times that she didn't want the girl co-stars back, but I don't know. I, I don't have actual yeah. confirmation on that, right. but there was definitely a ice show, ice wall. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't there with the boys. Right. And it's unfortunate because like, even though it's boy meets world, the whole show was a cat. It's an ensemble cast and everyone on that yeah. show made that show better. So mm-hmm. every little piece. So it's just not like wasn't the Ben Savage show because every right, right, right. On the show had, you know, big yeah. parts and, and, and help. So it's unfortunate. And it's kind of ironic that Corey and Sean were like your first only fans fans. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of ironic. I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was all sorts of like precursors to what was going to happen in the future. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how much uh, fun was the cosplaying for you? Oh, so much fun. I loved, I've loved like playing like Star Wars and stuff since I was a little kid. Yeah. My dog would be Chewie. 
<laughs> my, my Ivy Princess yeah. Leia, my dog was a Springer Spaniel. And so she had brown ears and like right. and brown fur. And I thought that was appropriate. Yeah. And I looked with my friends, we made movies. I was always like, I loved all that Star Wars sci-fi, like comic yeah. book kind of stuff. And so when I, and I would always do stuff for fun. And when I started having social media, I was able to do more setups and stuff where I could take, you know, cosplay pictures and, and yeah. all that and really have more fun with it. I didn't realize I could really like launch it into a career. Right. <laughs> like, and I, I really didn't re- I realize that until I met a photographer who is still a great dear friend photographer of mine who does a lot of my OnlyFans stuff for me, like photo shoots and stuff. Um, he had a slave Leia costume and I, for May the 4th be with you. Yeah. And that I was, so, I was so excited about that. And we, we shot a whole photo shoot and it was, it was amazing. And it went all over the press and, um, and then we started shooting more and more. He had a lot of authentic costumes that he had. Uh, so we started, yeah. And we started getting a lot of attention for that. And then I started going to comic cons and started snowballing from there, but it was always fun. It's always fun going to comic cons. I mean, I haven't, been back really from since the pandemic yeah. but i didn't i am just gonna enjoy going back to them again but i always had a great time it was uh, reading fans i'm not one to like sit at a booth though i don't like to, I right. have, you want to interact walk around i really like to walk around yeah. and meet people and yeah. i don't charge for selfies i only feel like merchandise and stuff but i i like meeting the fans and i um and and just being a part of the whole convention and seeing what everybody's wearing and posing for photos. And yeah. it's just, it's just a fun time. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a great, cause I've been to a few with my son and you know, a couple of yeah. myself and it's like, you see the cosplayers are as big as stars. as just the oh, actors yeah. and actresses and you like, you, you, you go like they're, they're advertised. You yeah. Know, they're, they're on like, you know, the advertisements and everything. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, wow, this person showed up. It's like, come see, you know, her as Slave Leia or, you know, Black Widow or whoever. And you know, it's amazing yeah. because like it's people just make that a business. And it, oh, it's I know it's, it, it is. It really is a good business. And I'm amazed at how these people, how these cosplayers and stuff make their own costumes yeah. so elaborately. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not a sewer. Seems right. <laughs> I have the costumes made or, uh, you know, yeah. uh, but yeah, I'm very impressed with all of that. I mean, they're very elaborate and it's cool to see It's Yeah. Is there any character that you haven't played yet that you want to? Oh yeah. I was thinking about that because I want to do some more cosplay costumes. And of course, since there hasn't been as much comic cons, I mean, they yeah. are coming back now, but um, uh, I would, oh, what do I want to play? I'm thinking about that. Um. I have to get back to you on that, but I want to do something really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do body paint again, actually. I want to do a character with body paint, like kind of make up my own stuff. Cause I've done a lot of body paint in the past right. uh, and I haven't done that for a long time. And I always have fun making characters up with that, like doing elaborate kind of things. Um, it's a, t- it's a terrible process because okay. you have to stand there for like eight hours yeah. and just get painted with this cold paint, right? <laughs> just completely naked. Just, yeah. Uh, oh, it was funny. One time for my for my content for my Snapchat, it was a, I was getting body paint. My photographer Dave, who's in the book, yeah. who does the cosplay stuff. Right. We, were all, we ordered pizza, and I actually went to the door half done. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was so so professional. He yeah. made no commentary. Just gave me my change. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was wasn't so like funny. a porn porn scene where the pizza man comes to the door. No, it was not. And you know what? The guy. Legit. We, I know he he was he did not even look at me. I was like. <laughs> He deserved a, like a, a raise at right. Domino's. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's really now. I would imagine like you can even do like a body paint of a slave Leia costume too. Oh yeah, you could do that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that right. would yeah, that would be cool. Um, I love the yeah, the slave Leia stuff. It was one of my favorite times was when I was slave Leia and I posed next to like the big life size Jabba. Right. And I did that whole photo shoot there. That was really cool to yeah. be like chained to Jabba. Right. Yeah. I, I guess Leia and Hoth wouldn't be too sexy. <laughs> big winter coat yeah that's about you it you can make anything sexy <laughs> yeah, true, yeah exactly it, it's the, 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 the neck up right the, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so, have you watched all the like uh disney plus star wars shows yet you know what i um the mandalorian and yeah. i haven't watched all of them no i haven't okay. watched i really need to catch up on that um yeah but i i enjoy that a lot i do but yeah. i haven't i haven't catched up caught up in all of that yeah, you got to watch Obi Wan if you haven't yet. Oh, I know that. That's what yeah. I wanted to. I know. I know. People keep telling me that. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's really good. But um, I I really hate uh, Episode Nine, the last Star Wars movie. Perfect. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and I know, I know. I'm not that's one that hard. says like J.J. Abrams ruined my childhood. You know, it's just like yeah not a good movie just there's no direction in it you know it was like i feel i feel what you're saying it's hard it's like uh, i don't know i i'm such an original star wars person like the original and i just like to you know really remember that world the most yeah exactly but uh yeah i mean you always think of like you know disney princesses and the biggest kick-ass princess is princess leia I know. And she was like a fighter and she was yeah. like, a, you know, a warrior and like strong. Right. And she, I, that's what I loved. And that's what really like attracted to me, me to her as a child. Like, I just love the fact that she was a princess, but she was also kick ass yeah. and she was smart and she right. was sassy and she, you know, she just was really the, the ultimate thing. She's the most kick-ass princess <laughs> exactly as soon as you meet her you know she's like different yeah yeah the only thing they have in common is her parents died that's, that's yeah. about like every other <laughs> princess but yeah <laughs> yeah have you like heard from any like previous like agents like casting directors since the turn to porn i yeah i have you know i've had some that have been very supportive you know i have to say will Fredell has been very sweet yeah. and supportive of me i have to say that he definitely calls and checks in on me and like, he's, right. yeah. So I have to say that. And, um, uh, yeah, but I've had, yeah, a lot of different people. Usually they, I don't know if I call, but they'll like, you know, Facebook me or like yeah. Twitter message me or something. Right. And, and people, and I still am friends with some people who are in the production at Boy Meets World and stuff like the ADs and like some other people. So, um, yeah, so I keep in touch. And for, at first they were shocked. And then Ooh. now they're, I'm telling you now they're like more, okay i see i see what you're doing like it's yeah it was it was it's it's funny they when they see oh you have business success and you're you're happy and you're doing all this stuff and um they're more they're understanding of it i guess and i hope i'm helping people understand the whole world and this whole thing have you i mean i'd imagine the book you know it's coming up september 6th and you'll get a lot more like people asking you you know for suggestions about you know things you know or whatever and I imagine people are going to come to you saying this changed my life because I feel like just like you did, you know, sexuality and, and stuff like that, you know, coming out and just, you know, your young age when you first had experience with like another girl. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to come, you know, come to you 
and rightfully so that this is going to be a game-changing book i feel oh that's so that means so much to me that really means a lot it means a lot that you read it like that so much yeah i hope so i really i really wanted to speak my truth but i did want people to read it and get something from it and know that it doesn't have to be the porn you're going into or you're just finding yourself and who you are and what you want to do and what your sexuality is and just living your truth and not being not being apologetic for it and i i was apologetic for so much for so long or in hiding stuff and and hiding my sexuality and hiding like who i was as a person and and then it, you find a lot of freedom with just living in your truth and you know what you find like people are like oh like you were you were asking others and everybody asks are people shocked what did they do honestly it's more of a build up in your head most of the times i know there's situations of course that are like yeah terrible people that you're dealing with yeah. but for the most normal like everyday yeah. you know open-minded kind of person um when you express your truth they respond to that and i really think they respond in a, in a surprising way because um you know a lot of times you think oh my god they're gonna they're gonna hate me or they're gonna judge yeah. me or they're gonna do all this stuff but most times if they are a quality loving person yeah they're gonna listen to your truth and you know do you ever think porn will get to the mainstream i hope so i hope i can bring it there but you know i think there can be a porn mainstream i mean it's like can be a genre you know it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be everybody watches it of course you know keep it away from the kids and all that but like if somebody wants to watch a movie that has sex in it, which we're doing, but I think it would be cool to have a, like a full scripted movie with sex in it, but not so much sex. That's like, like we do in porn, like full yeah. scenes and yeah. like full deal. I right. mean, I think people might be able to accept like just a really hot sexual moments. We actually did this in one of our films. We, I had like a little part, like I had a full sex scene. Then I had just like a little eight minute thing. And that was so hot. Yeah. And I thought, cause it was so like fast and like furious. And we, it was, it was with, di- it was because of dialogue and stuff and where the story was right. going that it happened. And it was, it was really good. And I think you could even have like a few minutes just of that. Yeah. Like when you're watching your favorite movies or whatever, and you see the couples and you're like, oh, this is, they're, they're coming together. This is going to be so hot. This yeah. sex scene. It's like, what about seeing a few seconds of it? Right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if the if the if the actors or performers want to do it you know maybe yeah. we're opening up to that world i would do it in the right <laughs> yeah is there anything like you want to do in the industry like direct or produce or anything like that yeah it's really cool i, I like i recently written a couple of scenes and kind of helped direct them and uh, so I'm, I'm getting into that of course i love the writing of scripts and everything so that's something i definitely like doing and i know um yeah, I want to. I want to try a little more directing. I know Caden Cross, my my director on right. Deeper, she really wants me to. Okay. She really wants, and I would really love to. Uh, you know, study. I have studied under her, like just watching what she does and how she's brilliant at making shots and making and framing shots and just the artistic value of the film. Like you said when you saw the trailer for Drive, like that's just yeah. her vision of like, it's just really beautiful and it's 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 yeah deep and dark, but then artistic and. Yeah. So I, I would like to do more like studying under her and yeah. And like try my hand at it. <laughs> right. <full on. laughs> right. I mean, people don't realize how much work goes into like shooting a movie it yeah. or anything. It just, anything. It's just, oh, yeah. oh, I know it's such long hours and days and stuff. It just takes a lot. 
Cause you have to do so many shots. Like even when you're doing like a shot, like just one scene with two people, you have to get coverage of the other person, coverage of you, yeah. coverage of this way, like right. all different shots. And we do a lot of that. And, um, it's, it's, yeah, it takes, it's time consuming and to get it right. And to get like the light to hit right. And I, you know, the, you know, the, whatever, like, yeah, whatever the artistic element is to yeah. get it, get it right. Right. <laughs> it takes yeah. a long time. Right. When you like go into, you know, a shooting day and you see a bed, are you just happy rather than shooting on something else? <laughs> oh, a bed? You said? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a funny question. Oh, yes. Uh, but you know, those beds, you know what the bad thing about the bed, they mm-hmm. usually use like a hard, like not a plank, but it's kind okay. of plankish and they put right. a cover over it so it won't bounce. Oh, okay. But you have hit the nail on the head there because <laughs> I remember one of my favorite scenes I did, it was called higher power on deeper. And, um, it was, I was so diabolical. I go on Christmas uh, yeah. to a sex you know, addicted anonymous yeah. meeting, sex right. addict anonymous meeting. And I hunt down a sex addict and to get him to have sex with me. But, and then it's a great, it's a great scene. And it's really cool. The whole Christmas background. And I'm just so devious about everything, but um, we were like blocking out the sex beforehand. And Caden's like, okay, well, we have the coffee table, <laughs> not a coffee table, the coffee yeah. setup where there's a coffee pot and donuts. Right. We have the folding chairs and, and there's, we have the ground yeah. <laughs> and it's like cement. And that is what the scene was. And I remember the first thing we did in the scene was he picked me up and he threw me against the coffee thing and we had coffee and donuts all over us and we had to keep going. We just oh. kept going. We were just, yeah. get it off, get the shirts off. Right. And it was just like, I could just smell and, and all my buttons popped off. And another little known fact that people don't know about porn is, uh, or at least on our sets, we'll a lot of times do the sex stuff first okay. and then you have to be remade all over again. So that's a whole shower do everything and you have to do it all over again well it's not as hard for the guy but he like had coffee all over his shirt and all my buttons were gone they had to find him a shirt like they had to ship one in and then my caden was sewing on each button of my shirt because we had to do all the acting stuff so that was that was a crazy scene but it was one of the best he actually ended up picking me up on a folding chair oh wow (laughs) like he was very acrobatic yeah yeah, and we actually broke the folding chair so (laughs) that was yeah that's a good one <laughs> have you have you gotten hurt at all on the set you get hurt in weird ways i haven't gotten hurt like okay. badly but like yeah. you get sore muscles and not right. what you were thinking like your neck will hurt because you have to turn for the camera yeah. like you or like your hip will hurt or like right. just weird things that especially and a lot of the hurting happens like during the photos where you have to hold yourself hold in crazy yeah. positions but yeah, <laughs> that's that's really funny. But uh, Rated X comes out September 6th. Everyone check it out. Um, is there going to be a uh, like audio version of it? Yes, I recorded the audio version. Oh, awesome. yes. It's going to be. Yeah, it's awesome. It was such a wild experience to speak your story for like five hours a day for four days. Oh, <laughs> my wow. throat is all up. It's yeah. Good. But I give you my all with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you change like the tone of your voice throughout the book in certain parts? Um, no, I kind of, well, uh, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm a little more serious. Like I'm more like this because I know, yeah, I like to, I like to toy with my voice a little bit. Cause when yeah. I get in mistress mode or I get in more of a serious mode, I get right. <laughs> <laughs> when great. I'm just talking like this, I'm, you know, yeah, regular. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have to listen to it afterwards, you know, to, to, to hear how you, yes, you should. I'm looking forward to it, but Malin, this was 
Fantastic. I wish you nothing but success going forward. Oh, thank you so much. You're so sweet. And you were wonderful to talk to. And a special thanks to Maitland for joining me today. Go check out Rated X, How Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood. It comes out September 6th. Like I said before, it's absolutely fantastic. You can follow her on Twitter at Maitland Ward. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first Noel 19 or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, basically wherever you can find a podcast. New episode comes out every week. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you then.